Blog Talk Radio. Yes, we do, and you can join us at any time by calling 347-215-8305 or by going into our chat room throughout the show. Today we will be talking about African American history, and no more fitting time than in February, which is Black History Month, of course. That's right, and we have had and and still do have currently so many African American greats, but one that sticks out in my mind is Martin Luther King. To me, he is the epitome of strength, courage, and wisdom. He stood for all people, no matter the color, and for the rights of all people. He took abuse and more to be at the forefront of making changes and to teach us all about sacrifice. Yes, baby, we would be remiss if if you didn't speak about Martin Luther King during Black History Month. Dr. King was a great ambassador for for black people throughout the world and definitely our nation, Mm -hmm. making so many, so many great changes and really paving the way for where we are today and ultimately where we're going to go in the future. Oh, most definitely, honey. And, you know, he has some famous sayings like, you know, I have seen the mountaintop or, you know what I mean, the, together we stand divided, we fall. There's so many different quotations that he's made that's remained with us throughout history. No question. I think that he really, really set the tone in the 60s. If you look at uh, where we were as far as the people in not getting human rights, better yet, even civil rights, and for him to pave the way, and not only him, because today we're going to talk about uh, a lot of our great black people, and not only some that are passed on, unfortunately, but also some that we have in the present who are making great strides and helping us as a people to become ultimately better and uh, and just showing all the different things and the attributes that we have as a people. That's right. And also we're going to talk a little bit about future uh, change makers and style setters and trend setters and people that's doing something different. Um, speaking of which, I would like to mention right now our 14-year-old daughter who is very much so into changing things as far as the youth go and giving them a different opinion and attitude towards life and trying to bring positivity to the youth. So we'll talk a little bit about her and everyone else. No question. We would uh, just start off, you'd look at at the list of of that we compiled together, just talking and sitting and and rapping about some of our greats. And and one of the top ones, obviously, was Dr. Cornell West. I mean, this is a a brilliant man, an author. And we had the the fortune to sit one night in a hotel, if you remember, baby, and, Mm -hmm. and watch him speak. And just to sit and hear him speak is definitely a blessing. But I will tell you, that Dr. West is uh, is blazing the trail as far as as educating and just educating a, a people as a whole. 
Oh, most definitely. And some of the stuff that he talked about, I personally, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I didn't understand some of it because he's so deep in thought and so deep in the way that he philosophizes and sees the world, but he is just a brilliant, brilliant man. And my husband was able to keep right up with him, keep pace with him and understand what he was saying. And it's just, it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to hear the dialogue and intellect that this man shares with the world. So Cornell West is definitely one of our present greats. Definitely. Also, we would have to add in there one of uh, our past greats during Martin Luther King's time would be Malcolm X. And That's his, right. One of his famous sayings was, by any means necessary, and I, I think we have to attribute to him. Uh, Dr. King had a more passive approach as far as, you know, turning the other cheek, and, and Malcolm X was a little bit more aggressive in trying to, to make a stand and letting us see as a black people that, there is a, a different way that we can approach this also. And, and both of them, I think you get the same result, is ultimately self-respect and respect of the human race and definitely of the African-American race. And, you know, I'm going to say something to everybody. Being black, being an African-American woman, I think Dr. Martin Luther King is my great example of a hero and somebody that I look to and I will always remember and I want my kids to know about. And I think everyone should share his history and the history with him in it with their children because he's just a great man and, you know, God rest his soul. No question. To to bring it to today, uh, another one that we have is Oprah Winfrey. That's right. And go ahead, babe. Oh, Oprah, I mean, we can't say enough about her. I mean, this lady is changing lives, and she's done so much for us. You know, her story goes back to when she was just, you know, a person working in a, in a studio, you know, in a television studio, and she worked her way up, and it just shows the strength and agility and the not giving up and the commitment that we as a people show, you know, when we do get into a position of that. And she's taken her power and just done so many beautiful things, especially with the school in Africa. And I mean, we could that's just the name one thing of all the, you know, triumphs and all the different things that she's brought to this world. No, no question. I, I think that as you look at all of our uh, African-American stories, you're going to see a common thread throughout them is that uh, a lot of the times we come from not much and create so much, and it's a beautiful story uh, at the same time. We have a great poet also in Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. who uh, I know that you, you definitely love, but... Uh, somebody who touches you with the pen and with the knowledge of thought is a, definitely a special attribute to be able to, to bring across. One of our civil rights movement leaders, I'd have to say, would be Rosa Parks, who, for those of you I'm sure everyone knows, who decided in the 60s to sit on the bus and not move. And uh Colored people, as they, they stated it then, were to sit in the back of the bus, and she sat down in the front and decided that she wasn't going to get up. And that sparked a, a bit in the civil rights movement, I think, that ultimately helped push that the, the whole movement forward in that, in that time with some other great people at the same time. Oh, most definitely. And when I was in school, we was learning about history, and when the teacher said that, I remember smiling and thinking, wow, I admire this person so much, so very much. So, yes, you know, our hats are off to Rosa Parks and all the great things that she's brought as well. Then we drop down to who is a present um, strong force in our community, and that's Barack Obama. Let's talk a little bit about him, honey. Yeah, definitely Barack. I, I think that you look at, at Jesse Jackson, 
and you see that Jesse ran for presidency. But I think in this day and age that we've come a little bit farther in the sense that when Jesse ran, I, I don't think that anybody truly thought that Jesse could win. I think that everybody was more proud of the fact that he even had, a, had the guts to stand up and go for it. But you look at this day and age, Barack has a definite, definite possibility to be the president of the United States, and that is going to be, uh, oh, my goodness. But uh, very will. Yo, no, history in the making, and very well spoken. Uh, I think that he's attacking everything head on, and people are seeing him in a total different light. Uh, at the beginning, I think he was kind of a dark horse, and as we kept going, he's really stepped to the forefront. Most definitely. I tend to, um, you know, reserve my judgment still on who I would say for president because I also think, you know, and although she's not African-American, she does stand for a lot of um, what we stand for, and that's Hillary Clinton. So my head goes off to both of them, and I just hope the better man wins or better woman in this case. Yes, yes. You, you also look at, we can go music a little bit, and mm -hmm. we can talk about the late, great Miles Davis. And oh, yes. I, yes, I, I, and this man with an instrument in his mouth was incredible. And I had the chance to meet Miles when I was at Pepperdine University, and uh, he was coming out of the swimming pool, and I, I just wanted to shake his hand and, and tell him that I loved his music. Uh, kind of Blue is uh, one of my favorite albums of his, but Miles Davis, uh, incredible, incredible musician. Definitely, and I, I would have to say that, um, you know, actually at a – fundraising event in Los Angeles, I also had a chance to sit at a table with him, and I think it was his wife at the time, and he just, you know, the way he speaks, he's another intellectual person that if you guys ever get a chance to meet, you will really enjoy um, speaking with this man. We jumped right down to Tiger Woods, and as my husband just made me realize, I didn't know, he's the late Miles Davis, he passed on, God rest his soul, and also we'll drop right on down to Tiger Woods and what he's doing for us right now, what do you think about him, baby, and being number one in the world. I think Tiger has taken the world by storm because uh, I, no one has obviously seen anybody, because golf is a, is a game, when you look at it, it's a perfection of being able to be precise time after time and hit, to be able to hit the ball exactly where you want to go with the right spin, the right distance, and for him to be able to do it at the at the pace that he's done it at, winning as many major championships as he's won is just is incredible. Tiger Woods, I, I would say bar none, is, is one of our greats and is setting a tone for years to come. You see a lot of records, babe, uh, that are set, and then all of a sudden it takes a long while for them to to be broken. And I think the records that Tiger is setting and the pace that he's going, he's going to break quite a few. And it's going to take a long while That's for somebody right. to come along and, and break some of his records, definitely. That's right. That's right. And moving on to some more music, we got Tupac Shakur. That's somebody that, you know, we could talk about for days just by what he had to say in his music. And he was you know, embarking on his acting career, and he had started doing some great movies. And I really, you know, it's unfortunate of his untimely passing as well. At such a young age, he was going to bring a lot to, you know, for us and to us. Some people didn't agree with his music, but I think he had a lot to say. And if you ever get a chance, pick up some of the biogra old biographies on him or different documentaries they've written about him, and you'd be surprised at what you could find out about Tupac Shakur. Yes, uh, I mean, we from poetry that, that Tupac wrote and left us, um, I believe it's called A Rose That Grows Out of Concrete, 
and it has some amazing things that he left in his own pen. It, it's not well; they did retype it so you could read it because some of the stuff you, you couldn't read that he wrote. But uh, just an amazing mind, an amazing talent, and uh, I would have to say my my favorite rapper of all time uh, because the, the way that he spoke and the things that he talked about, you could feel the pain, you could feel the power in his voice. And, um, yeah, yeah, I love Tupac, no question. But And let's not forget about Michael Jackson. I know that there's a lot of negativity surrounding Mr. Michael Jackson, but he's always been a great artist. He's always going to be a great artist. And if we can look past all of the distractions to what his music also brings, he's also another great. No question, and and I was doing a little research, and I, and I noticed that Michael Jackson was the first person to ever have five number ones on one wow. album. Wow! I, I believe that was with Thriller, and it was Billie Jean beat it, and all of those, and I was just totally amazed. But uh, Michael Jackson, I think, really broke a lot of uh, color lines because he was pop, and That's right. you know, once he came out and. You, you remember when we were in Los Angeles and we had the chance to hear mm. one of his sessions where there was no music, it was just a cappella, and it was the most amazing thing that I've ever heard as far as music goes because you could hear him and feel him open himself up to you, the fact that he is just an artist and he is, is putting it all out there for you. Michael Jackson is, is beautiful in that way, definitely. And, and we just, I mean, there's so many greats in our past history, our present history, and we're talking to everyone who's just joined us. I see the call lines are lighting up. We got Harriet Tubman, and, I mean, what a strong, beautiful woman she is. And yeah, no, no question. I, I mean, from uh, the Underground Railroad to everything that uh, some of our black greats represented, it is a, a beautiful thing, A, to have that lineage inside of you and to be proud of. And I think that ultimately that's what Black History and Black History Month is all about, the fact that this is something that we can be proud of and we have to make sure that our children are educated in this realm so that they can understand where they come from and can strive to be uh, not only better but set the bar higher because we have, you know, some of our great like my wife said, that if since passed on, you look at the great Richard Pryor, who was a comedian who set trends as far as when he started acting, uh, Any Which Way is yeah. Up, I believe it was the movie, and he starred in, I think, three or four different parts in that movie, which everyone looks at like Eddie Murphy, who was one of our greats also, as doing that. But Richard Pryor was one of the first ones that was able to do that and really be accepted by uh, Hollywood in, in that realm. And I also want to take this time to let everybody know, because I know we have listeners from all genres, all nationalities, and all backgrounds. We embrace everyone. There's no color lines and no borders here. We love everybody, all people the same. We are talking right now about Black History Month and our heritage and what we are proud of. But as a human being and as an American, I just want to personally say that we're, we're proud to be a part of the whole and that our black history, it is a representation of not just us and our people, but of all people. So you guys, please, you know, embrace it, learn it. It, it, it. Nothing makes me more proud than when someone of a different nationality can answer questions about our heritage or about our greats as we can about our presidents of the United States and so on and so forth. So it's it's all about everybody sharing and there not being color lines or borders. I have an artist here for you, and her name is Lois Maylou Jones. 
And we were were blessed with meeting some people in the art world that really showed us about Lois May Lou Jones, and she has since uh, passed on. But an incredible painter. Uh, some of her works are just awesome. I, I know that my wife loves it definitely. Oh, most definitely. Lois May Lou Jones, and I have to be honest, my husband's a, a art connoisseur. And when we say art, we're talking about painters and, you know, um, art forms of um, different collector pieces that you can get. And so I learned a lot about Lois May Lou Jones through my husband, Doug. And who's the other one? Is it Romar Bearden? Uh, Romier Bearden, no no question. He is uh, uh, one of the greats. Also, Jacob Lawrence, who lived in our hometown of Seattle until his... Oh, he was from Seattle, then? Uh, I don't know if, if Jacob was from Seattle, but he lived in Seattle. Okay. Uh, and he has some incredible, incredible... Uh, and all of the, these paintings um, that they, they show are African-American history in a light of beauty, in a light of uh, grace that you, you don't always see. That's right, and we cannot forget Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> now, Jimmy is from Seattle. Now, that's one okay. that, that is definitely from Seattle, no question. But Jimmy, with the guitar in his hand, touched so many different people. Now, that man there is, uh, you know, Paul Allen, who is the owner of the Seahawks and also the Portland Trailblazers, is an avid, avid Jimi Hendrix fan. Uh, built a center in Seattle, uh, Washington, and I believe it's the EMP. Mm-hmm. That, and, and that's the music experience. And uh, just built an incredible, incredible tribute to Jimi Hendrix. So Jimi Hendrix is another one. Uh, one that I know that you like would be Tina Turner, babe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, her music and what she stands for and how she expresses herself, she doesn't hold back, and she's not really concerned when she's on stage what she looks like. If she's feeling the music, she's going to let you know it, and you're going to feel it inside. Tina Turner, I think, is a great just by all the years she has been in entertainment. She's never sold her soul. She's always done what she wanted to do, and so I, I take my head off to Tina Turner. One one of the presents would be Bob Johnson. and Definitely. Yeah, you, we can speak about Bob Johnson, and he was – the he was the yes black entertainment television i was right. i was trying to see if you right. were going <laughs> to answer it for me but but you know what he's also everything he done johnson and johnson hair products i mean we can go down the list Yes, and now he he also helped Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan is now a part owner in the uh, Charlotte Bobcats. So Bob Johnson has has done a lot and is continuing to uh, show black America how to take on uh, big tasks, I would say, in corporate America and make strides. One uh, more that people might not hear about, and and my wife, when I put this on the list, looked at me like, who is that? Is uh, Shaka Zulu. Shaka Zulu was a a great African chief warrior who took on the British Army and ended up winning, and they ultimately killed him, but incredible, incredible movie at the same time and story. So people check out Shaka Zulu at the same time. Well, you can best believe I'm going to go get some kind of tape or book or something. i got to know who this Shaka Zulu is, so I'm not... You know, not knowing who it is next time. I definitely know everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. He was great when he played. He's great still, and he'll be great into the future. Um, my son emulates him as he does his father, and he's just somebody that's definitely um, made a strong impression in the athlete's world, in the sports world of NBA basketball. Yes, Michael Jordan, um, I think, really 
cross basketball over into a global game because all of a sudden I, the whole world embraced basketball. There were basketball fans everywhere, but when Michael Jordan came onto the scene and then ultimately the dream team that went to the Olympics really showed the world where uh, American basketball was, and Michael Jordan was the, the leader in that. And also his story about being cut in high school and then being able to to be a global icon after kind of going through some trials and tribulations and then all of a sudden stepping onto the scene. But a great story. And Michael J- uh, Jordan, a great man, and uh, I would have to say one, if not my all-time favorite basketball player. That's right. And while we're on basketball, we got to talk a little bit about Dr. J. Oh, yeah. Now, Dr. J was uh, preceding Michael Jordan, and he was one of the, the heads of, of the high flyers. And Dr. J played with the Afro out and just uh, a graceful player. When I think of Dr. J, it, it makes you think of ballet at the same time because such a graceful performer and also he starred in the movie uh, Fish to Save Pittsburgh, one of my all-time favorite movies. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you might want to check that out if you're a basketball fan and you enjoy movies because a uh, well-done movie, Dr. J starred in it. And uh, winning championships, Hall of Famer, uh, great person, Dr. J is at the top of the list. Oh, most definitely. And, and, honey, you wouldn't be doing him justice if you didn't speak a little bit about Muhammad Ali and what he brought to boxing. Well, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> Muhammad Ali was and, and is, I would have to say, uh, the leader in being able to talk about something and then go out there and deliver it. And just uh, growing up, watching him since, watching tapes and, and seeing him was an awesome experience. And my father talks about Muhammad Ali, and man, super quick, big, gold medals in the Olympics, uh, world champion in boxing, lost his title, came back, served time in jail. I mean, the list goes on. He covered the spectrum and, and really showed. He was one of, I would say, the first athletes that really stood up and made a stand because he decided that he didn't want to go to war and represent in the Army. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go to jail for it because I just don't believe in killing people. And then he was able to come back and beat George Foreman and win his title back. So that it was awesome, no question. So that's why Muhammad Ali went to jail for us that don't know? One more time, baby. Is that why he went to jail? Yes. Oh, wow, yes. okay. He didn't. He decided that he was not gonna go in the draft. So he, they, they uh, took him and asked if he would do it, and he said, "No, I'm not gonna be drafted." And they made him serve time, stripped him of his title. He had to serve time in prison. Once he got out, he started boxing again and won his title back. Wow, that's awesome, right there, isn't it? Now he, um, he is. Uh, what's he doing now? I guess. Uh, well, you know, Muhammad Ali goes around and and he has Parkinson's now, so he's not able to speak as much and all of that. But he's just a great ambassador for people worldwide. That's really, you know, you're able to see somebody who's conquered, who's done so much in life. And it's funny that he was shunned so much, but then accepted. He would light lit the torch, and I believe it was the. 2000 Olympics. I'm not sure oh. what Olympics it was, but he lit the torch, and it was beautiful to see that he was now embraced again because a great man, obviously a great boxer, but a great ambassador of not just African-American people, but people, period, stand up 
and believe in something and go for it. And that's what he did. We got. We definitely have to talk a little bit about Cicely Tyson, baby, and what she did for us. Yes, Cicely, uh, as an actress, was uh, was fantastic. I I put her on the list because I know she was one of your favorites. Yeah. Not to mention that uh, a great actress and being able to uh, be a representative of our people in such a brilliant light at the same time. And tell our stories, right? In which way? In, in all sorts of ways. The roles that she takes on, a lot of them are, you know, voicing how we feel and what struggles we've been through as a people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we jump right on down to Sydney Poitier. Yes, Sydney is, uh, we, we've, we've talked about Sydney actually on the show before mm-hmm. because we, uh, A Measure of a Man, for those of you who don't know, is Sydney Poitier's autobiography. He talks about his life and his struggles and where he's come from and how he got to be such a great actor and how he took on his roles and things of, of life, his family, and what have you. But Sidney Portier is a, is a fantastic example of uh, our African-American culture and the fact that if you work hard enough at anything, if you really want it bad enough, you can do it. And that's what he did. I, I definitely recommend picking up the book because it's a fantastic read. And I, I learned a lot about the man that I didn't know. Uh, I enjoyed him. Uh, another great is Bill Cosby, and they were in some some movies together. And I, I used to laugh all the time because they were most hilarious movies. But but you didn't know, you know, how he got to that point because he's so good when that camera comes on. But Sidney Portier definitely uh, at the top of the list too. Most definitely, and we can talk a little bit about Little Richard and what he meant to us and means to us here. You know, Little Richard, that that is actually a good one because Little Richard, as far as his music goes and really taking on rock and roll, and I think a lot of the times Little Richard maybe doesn't get the credit that he deserves because as far as rock and roll, he really set precedence. I mean, he was very flamboyant, still is today, and in a lot of different ways I think people – took from his style. I think even Michael Jackson took a little bit from his style because he is a show-stopping performer. And when Little Richard hits the stage, you know it, and everybody <laughs> in the arena knows that uh, I think it's uh, oh, Molly, Miss Molly. Oh, yeah. I can't think of how the song goes right off the top of my head, but I can, hear him, <laughs> yeah, I can hear him singing it right now and get busy on that piano. So Little Richard, no question, got to mention him. Oh, most definitely. And then to round it out, we got about five more people that we had on our list. And I'll start with Mike Tyson, babe. Well, yes, you you got to add Mike Tyson, the youngest heavyweight champion uh, in history. And Mike Tyson, being educated by Customato in the fight game, was big. And I, I think that a lot of people in today, you know, they remember Mike in a lot of bad ways. But when uh, when I was younger in high school, watching Mike Tyson come through the ranks and ultimately become the heavyweight champion of the world was one of the biggest joys because uh, since Muhammad Ali, there really hadn't been anybody that had stepped in there, had the charisma, and would just come in there and flat out knock somebody out. So Mike Tyson, you know, uh, black history, good, bad, or indifferent, you got to add Mike in there, no question. Well, most definitely. Then we got Jim Brown. Well, now everybody, well, I don't, I'll say everybody, but if you don't know, you should know about Jim Brown because Jim Brown was probably one of the, 
I would say, top two or three greatest running backs in the history of the National Football League. And Jim retired early, and he he went into acting. But more than even football, more than anything, I think Jim's one of his greatest contributions has been what he's done for yeah. L.A. gang members in Los Angeles and really – coming out and trying to make a difference in young people's life and I, I take my hat off to Jim he's one of those uh you know throwback jerseys that I have that I'll never I'll be 80 years old wearing Jim Brown jersey because I respect the man so much and what he's done not only for young people but just an example of of strength and being straightforward he, he seems to be I've never met Jim but he seems to be one of those people that look you square in your eyes when they talk to you and he means what he says and you got to respect a man like that most definitely then we got Jackie Robinson well, you, Jackie, being the, the the first Major League Baseball player of African American descent, was obviously big when he uh, was signed with the Dodgers and paved the way. Uh, but I'd be remiss not to mention, you know, uh, some of our our Negro, Negro League greats with Jackie at the same time, because Jackie Robinson came from the Negro League, and when he came to Major League Baseball, it just it started something that. Uh, you're so happy as a as a black man that he was able to cross that barrier because without him, I don't think you would see a lot of what you see today. He set the tone. He started it out, and from then from then on, everything was uh, was good. I mean, you know, there were still times and, and troubles, but he was able to to get out there on the baseball diamond and once he did uh you, you saw it in basketball you saw it in football and and the rest is history yeah let's round out with james brown well the godfather of soul you know everybody everybody knows james brown because any type well i won't say any type but Doggone it! I, I would have to say that almost any music that you are hearing is is some type of James Brown sample. So much was was stole from James Brown, and he didn't get his his true credit. But that man there was was the, the Godfather of Soul, and you put in any James Brown uh, record for a young person today, and they're gonna say, "Oh, that's such and such." You say, "No, that was James Brown. That's who that was." And they use his loop, but uh, James Brown just from his performances to uh, the the true music that he played because James Brown, they, they play real music and he would get on that stage. And I know Michael Jackson, I'm sure, accredits a lot of his showmanship to James Brown because the, the moves, uh, the, the, everything about him on the stage was, was set up uh, from James Brown. And a lot of them, you know, even today, you're Chris Browns who, you know, probably attribute yeah. some of his to Michael Jackson, which attributed his to James Brown. So it's a beautiful thing when uh, when you look at music because that's one of the highest art forms, and uh, James Brown was definitely one of our greats. Oh, most definitely. And to all of our past, present, and future um, trendsetters and trailblazers, we take our hats off to you. Thank you. Yes, much respect to uh, Black History and Black History Month. We we love everybody, and we really, truly appreciate the path that you have set forth for us to blaze on. Uh-oh. Oh, and what is that? Oh, it's time to hear. Yes, yes, yes. I love hearing that music because I know it's the conversation. Like the way and I jump up and down the court. Yeah. And it's time to work like a fast forward. 
My wife wants us to, to hear that beat and rock that beat in a whole entirety. Yeah. 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 You like that music? Yeah. My wife said that, that the computer has taken over and it wants everybody to really dig this song. And that's where we're at with it right there. Yeah, it's like, it is
Um, it's just something to keep in keep in the back of your mind as we move forward in this beautiful future that we have. No question. Now, looking at this trade also, I see Devin Harris inside the trade, and they just signed Devin Harris. Is that Avery Johnson giving up on Devin Harris, or are you just going to get a Jason Kidd because you think this is your time right now? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily that, or was Avery directly involved with that, or is that something coming from above the head? Um, there's a couple aspects of his game. I, 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 you got to understand the ins and outs. I mean, because if Avery wasn't involved, and if it was someone just directly, you know, uh, with their hands on the personnel and making decisions, um, you know, it could have been something different where Avery wasn't involved. But certainly, I think that he would have welcomed Jason Kidd because uh, he would have helped the remainder balance of their team play pretty well. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to keep our eye on this one because I know that it's not anything isn't going to happen until after this All-Star Weekend is over. And speaking of All-Star Weekend, why don't you give me your MVP for All-Star Weekend? Who do you think is going to get the MVP in the big game? Well, the big game is certainly, I'm sure, it's a game that's full of stars, but uh, LeBron James could be hard to turn down seeing that he poses such a threat for uh, for opposing defenders. So, uh, LeBron could be a good one, especially seeing that Kobe might sit this one out. Um, Dwight Howard is always fascinating to watch. There's a lot of young talent out there, uh, Stoudemire. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with LeBron. I think that he's going to, you know, he's got something to prove, and he's going to go out there and have a little bit more fun. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think LeBron, this is probably his time, like you said, especially if Kobe doesn't play. Uh, he is definitely uh, geared toward a game like this with his game. He can shoot the jumper. He can drive to the hole. He can also pass and assist. So those are the type of numbers at the end of the night. If you're getting close to a triple-double, you got 20 points, you'll probably be the MVP. I would have to say, though, that my dark horse is always – uh, Allen Iverson, he's one of those players that this game really suits him because he's a scorer in, in the biggest realm. So uh, everybody stay tuned and watch out. The Wizzle says LeBron James, and, and I'm going to go with him on this one. Now, as far as, uh, as basketball goes, uh, All-Star Weekend is going to be uh, a great thing, I would have to say, for Louisiana because uh, down there in New Orleans, this is something we were, we were watching on TV and we were commenting on how clean it looked in that area. So I think All-Star Weekend coming there is probably a good thing. Hopefully it can bring a, a lot of revenue into that area at the same time. Uh, moving to a little bit of baseball. I want to talk about Roger Clements and the fact that uh, oh. is it possible that he gets a presidential pardon because Bush and Clemens are friends? What do you think about that? Um, it would certainly be the tampering at the highest level, but hey, what can you say? <laughs> Things happen, and you, you, what do you what do you expect? You know, they they have these two guys, and they're basically getting getting ripped apart by congressmen. And it's not even a, a real court or real courtroom. It's not even a real setting. It's like, why would you even elect to be there if you didn't have to be? That's right. That is totally true. I, I agree with you. If you're not, you're just putting yourself on front street for a, a lot of different speculation to go on. And then I wanted to, want to comment at the same time that if everybody saw, they also said that uh, Barry Bonds had a drug test that was positive in 2001, and it wasn't even correct, and no one really corrected that. 
And and I think that that's something that should be corrected because he did not have a, a positive drug test in 2001 for steroids. But a, a lot of people, you know, it was on the bottom of the screen. It's going across. And with everything going on with Roger Clemens, I think everybody kind of was ready to jump on that. But no one really cleared it up. Uh, what do you think about that, Willow? Well, it's just another one of those things where, um, hey, the big headline right now is it's absolutely a no-brainer. It's definitely Roger Clemens and the Denny story um, and, and what all is going down with that. And McNamee, I'm sorry, I said Denny, McNamee. And all the yeah, things that are surrounding that and the whole fiasco. Also, the, the, the pounding that baseball has been taking for quite some time now. Um, and, and not to mention the fact that you know, the season's about to roll back around. The Yankees are reporting back, and, you know, you're going to welcome this guy. You're going to welcome this pitcher back who had to testify, you know, against one of his idols earlier in the week. So it's definitely a different day in in our lifetime. So uh, we've got to take one day at a time and enjoy these things as they unfold because it's really different to me. I mean, you'll never be amazed more. Right. Looking uh, looking past baseball a little bit and going into the college ranks of basketball, we have, uh, obviously before we get off, I want to get your final four predictions, but before we go there, we got Kelvin Sampson of Indiana University, and uh, Kelvin is, is somebody that I actually truly, truly like, almost signed with him coming out of high school at Washington State. But uh, what do you read in that whole situation or what's going on there? Well, first of all, Tiff, 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 Calvin Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing you just got caught for? At least get caught doing something else, bro. I mean, I realize your will to win and succeed, but your team right now is doing exceptionally well. Might, might I add that uh, you got a great chance to make it to the Final Four as any other team. So uh, it just seems like things are falling apart. Maybe uh, – you're discrediting the, the recruiting that you might have done over the summer, uh, the players you potentially got clean. Uh, everything's going to be questioned about your integrity, and that's just terrible. I just think that um, it's going to be a tough hire for someone else. I know that he means well in, in terms of wanting to win, but this is a real world, and it's a real job, and you can't, you know, hey, that's it. here we are. You can't, can't get by and have conference calls and try to get by and call somebody, so. You know, there's this weird do, thing. Do they, hire, do, do they hire Bob Knight back, Whistle? That, that's the, the big question. Is that even a possibility? Well, now, if they hire Bob Knight back, it would be, like, I guess a great story for the fans, but the underlining story within the story is the fact that this guy quit on his job, and he just went and basically got another one, and he still heralded as, you know, he has great numbers, and without a doubt, and he, he does well for his players, and and they graduate, but I just think that there's a whole lot of other stories going on other than the the big one, which is, you know, you guys got rid of them for a reason, and then out of desperation, do you hire them, or is it the best coach around? I mean, if he wanted to go away, wouldn't he go away? That's there, right. There it is. The whistle says, Bobby Knight, go away. Uh, give me give me your final four predictions, the whistle. Uh, we're looking ahead a little bit. March Madness is is coming up here, and uh, we're not going to definitely hold you to it, but, yeah, we're going to kind of hold you to it. So let me let me hear your final four prediction, and ultimately, who's going to be the national champion? There are some tough, tough teams up there. There's some great talent. Um, the, the youth and the size of the youth is just incredible now. And aside from the size 
and the 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 youthness, the the athleticism that some of these guys carry is just incredible. So uh, you know, I like uh, Texas, of course. Texas gives a huge upset today when they go and uh, upset Kansas. Uh, Louisville is certainly playing well under Patino's watch. Memphis is undefeated, a team full of athletes. Kansas State has has one of the most remarkable freshmen in the country. Uh, UCLA as well with Kevin Love. Uh, UConn is is really doing well too. So I mean, you can take your pick. Uh, as far as going figure four, uh, final four, final four, I'm gonna have to say to represent California, I'm gonna have to go with UCLA. I really think they got a tough team. I think Kevin Love is a tough match, and they have the perfect balance of youth mixed with experience as far as with uh, some of their elder classmen and whatnot. Uh, Kansas looks good. They're a strong team. I really like UConn, and uh, why I like UConn is Hashim the Beat. He's mm-hmm. got a sophomore. He is seven foot three. He is 263 pounds. He's 10 points, seven rebounds, four blocks a game. Five steals. Are you kidding me? He shoots <laughs> from the floor. We're talking about a monster and a, a young team. So there's a lot of talent out there, and I think that it can come down to, you know, a break here, a break there, and definitely the NCAA is going to be involved with this, this bid that's coming up. So we'll see what goes down with that. Well, well I have I have North Carolina, UCLA, Memphis, and the surprise team, I, be, I agree with you, will be the UConn Huskies. But ultimately, I'm uh, picking uh, California, and I'm going to go with UCLA. I agree with you. Kevin Love is going to be one heck of a matchup, and I, I think that all of their their other guys are, are really, uh, as far as the defensive end of the floor goes, are going to be able to shut people down. At the end of the day, you're going to see UCLA in their third straight Final Four, but this time, instead of facing Florida, they're going to come out with a championship. I'm going wow. with you on that one. <laughs> there we go. We're matching again, Wizzle. Well, beautiful man, it's always a beautiful thing to talk to you and hear your perspectives on some of this craziness. We're going to watch out for this Jason uh, Kid trade. Hopefully it goes down after the All-Star break. We're going to check out Roger Clemens and uh, watch out for LeBron James. The Whistle has predicted him the MVP of All-Star Weekend. So everybody, Douglas, next week. Yes, Douglas. And not to cut you off, but Mike Giddy uh, leads the Kings headed to Atlanta for Anthony Johnson, Tyrone Lou, Lorenzo Wright, and Sheldon what? Williams. You oh, my God. Over the web, so you got to keep your eyes and ears peeled. LeBron, uh, that was a piece that he probably could have used, but he gets away, goes to Atlanta, so you look at Atlanta on paper, and we're talking about a pretty tough, young, striking team, so... Uh, keep your eyes and eyes and uh, ears and mouths and whatever you have TVs peeled to that one because that's going to be a big time deal. There you go. You heard it first with Wizzle. Thank you for the update. You must be eating salmon. <laughs> Most definitely. And something just wants to play music on our show today and everything. That's okay because we're going to make you happy anyway, honey. They're just uh, playing around in our music box. But um, we're going to go right in the hot topics today and that one. Hot Topics, that's what I'm talking about, babe. And you know the the funny thing about the Hot Topics, and when I heard this one, and you told me, (laughs) I heard this, and when you told it to me, I couldn't believe it. And we're looking at a lady that could just well be 120 years old. No. 
Are you kidding me? Get out of here. That's that's what you said, 120. I couldn't believe it when I heard it, but 120 years old. And you don't a records if it's true. They're trying to find a birth certificate. I mean, how do you lose a birth? Well, I guess 120 years old, they, they might... You might lose a birth certificate over 120 years, people, wouldn't you think? Yeah, but, I mean, that, that, that shows us that we can aspire to get to that age. Well, it, it says, I mean, if you look in the Bible, we have some people really, really old. But uh, it is definitely possible if you take care of yourself, no no question. 120 years old, oh, my goodness. That is That's just right. out, of, out of the ballpark. Yeah, definitely. And next we have eight people, and this is a real unfortunate accident. Eight people died in a car accident. It was an illegal drag race. Uh, 20 miles, yeah, 20 miles out of Washington, D.C., and eight people were killed. They were racing. It was smoky. It was 5 o'clock in the morning, still dark outside. It was a crowd of about 50 people. The cars, lights were not on, and when it came skirting up, it hit all the people before it could come to a halt, and it, it took eight people's lives. So it was a real unfortunate accident, and hopefully everybody out there will take this warning to please be careful, and that drag racing off of the track that's not legal is very dangerous, and it can take lives. If you're going to race, uh, be a NASCAR driver. Let's, let's right. keep it off the road, for goodness sakes. No question, baby. Uh, what about the retailers in the next one? The retailers imposing a law for toys. What do you think about that? Well, that's going to be amazing because what they're going to do is they're going to start holding these distributors and everyone and these manufacturers responsible. They're not going to purchase the toys to sell retail if they're, they don't meet heavy, heavy, heavy federal standards. And that means kids will be more safer playing with these toys. Well, uh, if you can hear me, I'm clapping right now because, uh, for God's sakes, we got to look out for the youth because they can't look out for themselves. They want everything shiny with bells and whistles and anything, Spider-Man or anything else. But if it's not safe, we shouldn't give it to them. And if it's not making it to the store, and it's not that, that means that it's not safe. That is a brilliant, brilliant plan, and I hope that it's enforced, not to mention we have a six-year-old son that loves every toy. Under the rainbow. Definitely. And next we have the new underwater car. It is called the S-Cuba. So scuba is what they're calling it. And it was designed as a convertible to let passengers escape in case of emergency. It was designed by a company called Ring Speed Inc. And they were in Switzerland. So what do you think about that, honey, going underwater? Well, well, I know that on land it's able to go 77 miles an hour. And underwater we're, we're looking at 1.8 miles an hour submerged. So... Uh, that is a little bit different. Uh, I won't be in one of those cars because if, if the car goes in the water that I'm in, I'm, I'm jumping out of a window. But, uh, that, I mean, you know, this is where the world's going. We're looking at flying cars. We're looking at scuba cars. And, you know, transportation is big. So I believe that it can be done. And if, if I'm not missed on this one, I, I believe that I've seen a car, and this might have been in Washington, that you drive it. And there's a tour bus in Washington. I think it's called the Duck or something. And you oh. drive it. It's like one of those big buses. It looks like a boat. You're driving in the water. It lets the people see, and then it drives out and onto land, and it drives around the street. So uh, I think we're touching on a lot of things, but I would have to say that Escuba is going to be something to, to watch out for. 
Most definitely. And then we have the unfortunate passing of Keith Ledger, and he was filming a movie. And what's so admirable about this story is Johnny Depp, Judd Law, and Colin Farewell will step in and take over for him to finish the film. And they're not sure if they're going to use the parts he already filmed, but since he had the accidental overdose and passed away, the film is in limbo. So today it was announced that those three top actors will step in and complete the film on his behalf, which I think is very admirable. Question for you, are all three of them going to do it, or are they going to pick one of those three? No, it says they all three are, so I think it might have been different time frames in his life, and so they're going to play different roles or something along those lines. I'm not sure. Oh, that that's, yeah, like you said, that that is nice. I mean, because, uh, you know, they're, they're still getting the project done, and I'm sure with those three actors involved, it's going to be awesome because all of them are great actors, no question about it. Definitely, and you can join our show anytime by calling 347-215-8305. And if you haven't noticed yet, my voice is really hoarse. I have, I'm have i fighting a sore throat. We just traveled back from Los Angeles, and I want to take a minute or two to just congratulate our 14-year-old daughter for her first live performance. <laughs> and if you want to check her out, go to her MySpace at myspace.com forward slash myshani, which is M-Y, C-H-A-N-I, and you can see the live performance. You can also see her latest video, her first and, and her greatest video. It's called Here We Are Again. It's also on her page. Or you can go to Wire Image and then go to Celebrity Center Music Smash 2008, and you can see pictures with her and Tommy the Clown and all the other singers and actors and actresses, and Everybody Hates Chris was there. It was fabulous. She did a great job, and I just want to congratulate her. I know she listens to the show, and I wanted to know that Mommy and Daddy and her brother and her grandparents and her grandma Normie, whom we're visiting right now currently, is all so very happy for her and proud of her. And then we'll move right along to fashion. And for fashion, I have... For ladies, a very hot item I want to talk about real briefly, and that is T-shirts. And, you know, you can dress up a T-shirt really cool in a lot of different ways. You can put jewelry with it, put a pair of jeans on, some nice high heels or boots and a blazer, and you've got a, a top that's just great. It's fashionable, and it, it'll fit anyone's style. Or you can just, you know, decide that you want to put it underneath the sweater. That's another way to wear it with a nice skirt and some boots or a nice skirt and some flats. Any way you want to put it, you can dress it up or down. So T-shirts are very hot items. Or, honey, what about just making one? Yep, that's a good point you brought up, honey. You can also make your own. You can go and get a plain white pack of T-shirts. You can get them at JCPenney's. You can get them pretty much anywhere. You can go to Walmart and get a pack of three T-shirts. So that way, if you mess up on one, you got two extras. And it only costs the price of one. And then you go to, like, a arts and crafts store, maybe Michael's or somewhere along those lines, and you can get a fabric marker pen. They have all colors. And if you want to just go with one solid color, me, myself, I like to experiment a little bit. So I might get a pack of 12, and I have different colors. And you can draw rainbows flowers, the word love, whatever you want. Just get creative, and you can buy a pack of templates. Probably spend about 20 bucks, and you'll have all the items you need. And you can get some glitter or rhinestones. Make sure you get fabric glue so you can stick the rhinestones and glitter to the garment. And then you just make whatever kind of T-shirt you want, and I'm telling you, you will feel such a sense of fulfillment. And, you know, to make your first fashion item, it would be great to practice on T-shirts. What do you think, honey? I agree with you. You get all of what my wife just said, and then you just be creative and have some fun with it. And, and your style will come out, no question. And for guys, I have what, what I call, you know, a fedora. And that's a, a hat. And I actually I wore one this weekend to our daughter's event. And a fedora is stylish, and I will have to say that it will work with 
anything if you've got style. And if you don't have style, it will definitely give you some if you definitely. have to wear it. So uh, I, I would have to give this advice to a fedora, at least from, from my point of view. Get it a little big so that it's not tight and sitting way up high on your head. I, I can't handle that. I, I like it loose. I can flip it around and have fun with it at the same time. So fedora would be what I would recommend for my fashion tip for this week. And I think, honey, that's a fantastic fantastic fashion tip. I actually wear fedoras, too. So ladies out there, my husband is speaking about fedoras for guys, but he also, you can wear them as well. And then we will round out our love and romance with just a, a, a really simple, I'll give you a little piece of my love advice, and then I'll let my husband, and then we're going to see you next Saturday, same time, same place. But I would just say love your mate, respect your mate, and try not to let Gloomy blues get you down. Always bounce right back with the fact and the knowledge of knowing that that's your best friend and your soulmate in life and that love is most important. No question, baby. And I would have to say that Valentine's Day just passed us by. So, you know, <laughs> I can smell it. Love is still in the air. And I hope that you and your loved one had a special day, maybe a dinner, or had a little quiet time together. Uh, just being together is a good thing, though. Uh, but now the key is, after Valentine's Day, is how do you keep that thing that you feel, and I'll call it a thing, you know that thing, how do you keep it every day, day in, day out? And I'm going to give you three tips. One is thoughtfulness, the little things. And I'm going to give you one, and that's, you know, changing the toilet paper. How about that? Thoughtfulness. Little things that is going to make the other person in your relationship say, you know what, they're, they're always thinking about me and I'm special. Number two, oh, yeah, what do you say? No, that's sweet. That's right. Thank you. Number two is what makes you feel that way? You know that lovey-dovey feeling? Think about it. Sit down and think about what makes you feel that way and then recreate that feeling. And if you can do that, you're going to feel that way more often than not. And uh, find out what brings, for number three, find out what brings your mate joy. Obviously, if you have some, I'll have to say some of what the other person in your relationships likes, then both of you guys will be on the same page. And if not, you got to learn to sacrifice. And if you can sacrifice for the other person, they're going to love you more for it. So in love and romance, we're just talking a little Valentine's Day post-love and hope everybody out there enjoyed the show and you come back and see us again next week, same time, same station. Thank you, friends. Peace.